Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. Have you ever felt completely helpless? Sometimes there are days where maybe you think, I know what I need to do, and I'm just not getting it done. Something is going on here. I am being prevented from accomplishing what I need to. I know what is right, and yet I am not doing what is right. The Apostle Paul had this very same struggle. And he described it as a war of the wills. In Romans 7, verse 18, he said, For I know that in me, or in his flesh, dwells no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. Paul had human will. He had the desire to obey God, and yet that simply was not good enough to build godly character. He absolutely could not build godly character. Page 61 of How to Be an Overcomer, a free booklet at thetrumpet.com written by Philadelphia Church of God, Pastor General Gerald Flurry, says... Paul had human will to build godly character and to overcome, but even though his human will desired it, he couldn't do it. The human will cannot build spiritual character. Again, that's from How to Be an Overcomer. I urge you to get a free copy of this booklet at thetrumpet.com if you don't have one already. You can also read it online at the trumpet.com. But what a staggering statement there by Mr. Flurry. The human will cannot build spiritual character. Now, obviously that's true. Otherwise, Paul would have had great success here in Romans 7. He talked about how he had the human will to follow God, and yet he wasn't following God. Continuing here in Romans 7, verses 19 through 21. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. Isn't that something all of us have experienced? Desiring to obey God and yet falling woefully short. And there is a certain amount of failure and frustration in the Christian life. And we have to figure out why is this happening and then address the problem. Continuing in Romans 7, 
verses 22 through 25. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. Paul understood he was fighting a war of the wills. His human will versus God's will. And even when his human will was more in line with God's will, it still wasn't enough. We can have a pleasant perspective on God's law and God's way of life. But that doesn't really mean we have God's own will. That doesn't mean we're really committed and passionate about obeying God like we should be. The human will cannot build spiritual character. Now, thankfully, as we can tell by Paul's writings, by the fruits of his life, he understood that he was heading towards spiritual disaster in the war of the wills. And he figured out the problem. In the very next chapter, Romans 8, verse 14, he writes, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Mr. Flurry comments on this verse on page 63 of How to Be an Overcomer. Notice, we must be led and empowered by the Spirit of God. And through God's inspiration, the human will must choose to follow that Holy Spirit. The human will plays a key role in our building of character because there would be no character without it. But we must be led and empowered by the Holy Spirit. You see... That is the key ingredient. The Holy Spirit allows God's own will, God's own power to be in us. There is so much confusion in the world today in traditional Christianity about how to receive God's Spirit. Plenty of people think they have it when they do not. Because there is a specific process we have to go through to actually receive it. Very few people on earth today have God's Holy Spirit. We have all the information you need at thetrumpet.com, at pcg.church. You can reach out and ask the church questions about how to receive God's Holy Spirit. But a lot of the time when we think we have it, we don't. The Holy Spirit is what we need. We have to be led by that power of God. Now, of course, we have to consent to this. We are free moral agents, as the late 
Worldwide Church of God founder Herbert W. Armstrong always said, we do have a chance to choose whether to obey God or the devil. And so, of course, God is not going to force us to follow him. That's where the human will comes in. We just have to agree with God building his character in us. We have to accept that process. We have to let it happen. But ultimately, that's really the full role of the human will. We need God's will and God's power. Notice this verse, Philippians 2, verse 13. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Again, that's Philippians 2, verse 13. On page 64 of How to Be an Overcomer, Mr. Flurry writes, Here in Philippians, Paul says God works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. To overcome. Paul had learned that we must have both God's will and God's power working in us in order to produce real spiritual fruit. It is God's will in us that makes it possible for us to do, to fulfill his will, his purpose, and his good pleasure. You can't do that with something human. That's an excellent point. Now, even when our human will is somewhat in line with God's will, it's not actually on the level with God's will. I mean, just think about who God is. Existing for eternity in total perfection. He just refuses to sin and then never does. Do we really have that will thanks to our human will? Do we really desire to be God as God is God? Born as God beings into his family as much as God desires it? He yearns. He longs for a spiritual family of billions. Do we really have that level of desire for the same thing? I mean, that right there shows the human will is not the same as God's will. Even if we do think positively about our future, about God's way of life, we're just not on that level. We just do not naturally have God's will. And the fact that God is creating himself in us, he's creating God beings in us. Can we really do that ourselves? Can humans create gods? We humans produce after the human kind. We don't produce Dogs and cats and elephants and horses. We produce humans. God produces gods. We can't produce gods. 
but we can get out of the way and let him produce gods in us. Now, it's just really important to have the necessary humility when it comes to this subject and just always be reminded that we cannot produce spiritual character. Zechariah 4 verse 6, and this is really talking about Mr. Armstrong. Then he answered and spoke unto me, saying, This is the word of the Eternal unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, or human will, but by my spirit, says the Eternal of hosts. We can prove to you that Mr. Armstrong fulfilled the role of the great builder Zerubbabel. He was an end time type of the ancient Zerubbabel who built the second temple in Jerusalem. And Mr. Armstrong realized only by God's power, only by God's will, could anything be accomplished in his life and in God's work. Mr. Fleury writes on page 66, God's work is not done by human will. We have to realize that we cannot do anything of ourselves. How arrogant would it be if we actually thought by human deeds, human works, the human will, that we could turn ourselves into God? That's just not how it works. <laughs> It's not about saying, okay, I've got to work up the faith. I've got to work up the courage. I've got to work up the willpower to succeed today. And then, yes, I'll have a little bit of God's Holy Spirit to push me over the top. It's a deadly problem to think that way. Mr. Fleury writes on page 69. It can be a deadly problem to think I can do this along with God's Holy Spirit. And as he explains, we actually need to learn to think, I can't do anything with my will. That is the truth. We can really learn so much from the Apostle Paul, from Mr. Armstrong, from Mr. Flurry. I mean, this is revolutionary understanding about the war of the wills that we all face. We all face the struggle of knowing what is right and yet sometimes falling short of actually doing it. Now, just think about this process where God is trying to create gods in human beings turn humans into gods in his family. Now that's a monumental job. That is mission impossible. And yet God is carrying out that mission right now. How could God possibly turn sinful human beings, clods of dirt, into gods. 
I mean, that's a really sobering question we all have to answer in our own lives, in our own families. We have to understand how this works. Did you know that Jesus Christ, occasionally as a human being, didn't have the very same will of God the Father? Notice Matthew 26, verse 39. The night before Christ's crucifixion, he cried out to his father in prayer, desperate to avoid being brutally tortured and murdered. Christ prayed, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Even Christ had to align with God's will. Humanly, he did not want to suffer and die. But he knew the big picture. He knew God's desire for a family. And he yielded to God's will. His human will submitted to God's will in his life and for his life. And that's how Christ was able to bear down and fulfill his purpose as a human being. But if even Christ didn't always have God's exact will, what does that mean for us? How often do we think we have God's will? We support God's will, and yet it's just our own ideas, and we're deceived. Now, to get rid of deception, we have to study God's will. We have to actually know what God's will is so we can strive for it so we can fall in line with it. How to be an overcomer, page 70, Mr. Flurry writes, uh, and this is, well, he, he first quotes Ephesians 5, verse 17, which says, Wherefore be you not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And Mr. Flurry writes, God says we have to understand his will. He continues, human will isn't going to save anyone, but some people seem to think it is a great aid to God's Holy Spirit. What is God's will? We have to learn it. We don't know it by instinct. We learn it from the Bible and the instruction God provides through his church. Some people let down in Bible study or in attendance at services or church-sponsored Bible activities thinking they don't really need them all that much. Which will is behind that kind of reasoning? Is that God's will? You see, we understand God's will by studying it. God teaches it to us through the Bible. We have plenty of resources. Our own personal Bible study with the help of 
a lot of these resources that you can find at thetrumpet.com. We have a stocked literature library expounding on the books of the Bible. We have a Bible correspondence course, 36 lessons for you to build a strong spiritual foundation in your life. And you can enroll in that course for free at thetrumpet.com. The Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. But then there's also opportunities for God's people in the Philadelphia Church of God to assemble as God commands in Hebrews 10, verse 25. And when we get together, God teaches us. He teaches us through messages at Sabbath services and Bible studies. And through all of that instruction, we learn God's will. Mr. Armstrong warned about being a loner Christian. It's not possible to follow God alone, cut off from the church, the body of Christ. We have that analogy, Christ as the head of the body, and then the church as the body following the head. And if we're not part of that church, we're cut off from the body and we die spiritually. What does a finger do if it's detached from the body? Is it still alive? That's what we need to think about. So skipping these commanded assemblies of Sabbath services really is destructive. Thinking we can just stay home and miss the truth. Now, there are some people in certain situations who are unable to make it to services because of the distance or because of health problems. Uh, but still, even, even for them, they have to really be alert to developing the wrong idea of God's will while they're alone. And they need contact with God's people. They need counsel from God's ministry. Those who are shut in their homes and cannot get together for services in a congregation. It's so easy to develop our own wrong ideas of God's will and to try to force our will on God in different areas. God has specific standards that he expects from us in every area of our life. And we have to study God's will and understand God's will. And then we have to agree with it. We have to want it. We have to make sure our human will matches God's will. And then finally, we need that power of God. We need the Holy Spirit so that God can work his miracle of spiritual creation in us. Mr. Armstrong gave a classic definition of spiritual character in the May 1980 Plain Truth. This perfect spiritual character is the ability of a separately created entity with mind and free moral agency to come to the knowledge of the right as opposed to the wrong, to decide and will to do the right, even against desires or pulls to do the wrong, and finally to overcome pulls toward the wrong until doing the right becomes fixed nature. 
that's not easy. That's not natural <laughs> to have a fixed nature. We need God's spirit. We need God's will. We need to decide to follow God's will once we know what his will is. And then we need the power to make it possible. This is really such important instruction. Again, we need to study this regularly. You can get a free copy of How to Be an Overcomer at thetrumpet.com. And there's so much more to this booklet than just the War of the Wills chapter. But we do need to understand this pivotal truth that the human will cannot produce spiritual character. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.